0: The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast
1: Network.
2: I am here with the five most wanted, Big John Murray. Can we just spin it? Yeah, Cody Hawk, Sean Casey, and little psycho Shawnee Reed.
0: I am just an honorary member of the five most wanted day. I'm not on a t shirt by the way. I'm just some old washed up guy that just found himself here by accident. He's on the honorary t shirt man. Damn straight man. I need a one sixth cut of that too. By the way. I knew you would. He's
3: a gimmick man, man. You said you can you owe me $5. <laughs>
2: Sean, let's talk about you um, coming to HWA. I know you came straight in. Um, you didn't train with the guys as well, and um, I've heard stories that you and GQ had some little
1: heat in the locker room. I think I just had heat period because I was a guy who just came in. It was like
0: it's exactly uh, right. Man. It was not heat between the two of us. It was just heat because he saw him freaking Casey, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> buried me to all the boys. Like that me over. <laughs> <laughs> so I come in and unbeknownst to me until
1: so current, recent, that, uh, you know, when the, the guy that's running the place keeps on putting this strange guy that comes in like, hey, this guy is this and this guy is that, just pretty much blows you with all the boys and you don't know it so, uh I've known that and come in and been a little humble towards everybody since I heard he had heat. <laughs>
4: I remember the first time I saw Sean Casey roll in, he had two bags. And I was like, what the hell's he got two bags for? And then I watched him do his hair and stuff, and then it sort of became the running joke with uh, me and the other young guys that he had one bag for his gear and one bag for his hair care products. <laughs> and a fanny pack to boot.
1: Right?
5: <laughs> of course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so when you guys were became uh, an HWA, when did the whole Five Most Wanted become
1: part of HWA? Well, that was uh, kind of the second run. We that uh, was um, th- maybe two years, I think, or something. The, the first run and it was it two thousand
4: five. Yeah, it was way later. It was like two
1: thousand five. Yeah. Two thousand five, uh, uh, we come in and. Uh, Uh, kind of pitch the idea like hey Cody, we got this idea that we think would be uh, something that might work and uh, you know, that would be cool if we we put it on TV and um, it really wasn't just a gimmick, it was kind of like hey, we're already doing this and we're all hanging out and we're all in the clubs and uh, we just don't really have a name for it and so how about, since we're already doing this let's just name it something and uh, so it wasn't a a gimmick it was uh, kind of a lifestyle really that's pretty wild. I most wanted, baby. So you're living the style just like the four horsemen. Really was. Uh, you know, maybe uh, dialed down just a little bit. I mean, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not much, though. Not, yeah.
0: Just with, with a smaller budget.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made up for it. <laughs> Detail. Let's, let's just say, if you've seen the dirt, that's what I live for. Everybody, just like what the five most wanted, everybody puts in
2: something and brings something to the table, I brought the stories. I bet you have a lot of great stories. Some I can tell, some I can.
0: And some of them are actually the
2: truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us a good story. Well, are we edited on this? Uncut. Uncut. Uncut, man.
3: I'll tell you a story. This is the one that's made around the music business. Completely around the music business. Now people are listening are talk about it was in Tampa, Florida, or Orlando, Florida.
0: Uh, the goal was to get as drunk as we could and get the biggest chick that we could. So I picked up a girl that was Which five, is just his
3: style, by the way. Which, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wasn't so hard. I picked up a girl that was 500 pounds if she was a pound. I mean, I put a broomstick under her belly for doing curls while I was back. they out, out here recently. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: So the next morning, CC, Robbie, everybody comes into my room.
0: This is poison, right? Yeah.
3: Band crew, everybody's in my room, all the way in bed, everybody's looking at me, and I'm like, "CC goes, oh, that was a hell of a party last night, wasn't it, It's real, but did anybody see the whale I fucked, and out of the corner of the room I hear, I'm still here, <laughs> <laughs> what, so, we, uh, that, that story has made it around the business, that's just one of those drunken stories, a lot of grenades I jumped on.
1: You know, the crazy thing about that is, you know, sometimes you hear stories and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, here recently we all went out and we were all the five most ones hanging out backstage. And uh, I, was, I think I was in the back room there and I think CC might have came by and Brett was there. And they brought it up. So <laughs> that's how uh, damaging <laughs> it was to the mu- minds of the music industry. <laughs> Would you take someone like CC or Brett and make a blush
3: or get sick?
2: you know it's a good story, because they've seen it done at all. That is pretty
1: funny. So, um, before you became the 5-1 wanted HMU,
2: you came in in first as Livewire Sean Casey.
1: Yeah, that was the uh, early days, I think this was about five years in the business, still, Uh, green as grass, and, uh, uh, you know, Motley Crue's always been uh, my favorite group, and Ironically, uh, the original five most wanted, uh, I think four of the five, to my knowledge, that was their favorite band. So, of course, Livewire had to be the theme song and Livewire had to be the the gimmick name. Uh, But right as I came into HWA, uh, Les foresaw this idea, uh, and so did Ian Rotten, that uh, Livewire and Sean Casey should be a heel. Uh, So, uh, I think as a rib to USWA, uh, and I don't remember if it was IWA that I went to first, or was HWA, but uh, I was going to be Too Sexy, Sean Casey, as a rib on Brian Christopher, and uh, uh, my daughter's mom was coming out to the ring, and this was Ian's idea, and we would call her Deva, which was Brian Christopher's shoot wife's name. Uh, so Too Sexy, Sean Casey, accompanied by Deva, and uh, you can imagine, as... Uh, Ian Rott was running Tuesday night's uh, head-to-head at first against USWA. That Louisville was upside down for a minute, and I think still never been the same. <laughs> I know when I was in OVW, you couldn't say uh, that name anywhere in within the vicinity of the building.
0: <laughs> There's no doubt when Ian came out there, when he first showed up in Louisville, and he was outside the Louisville Gardens. And USA's, USWA's kind of struggling a little bit, and he's out there handing out free tickets to his shows, and he's got, you know, like the sandwich boards. I mean, that's, that's an old-school wrestling war. And we got ourselves caught in up in the middle of it because we're just trying to get booked. And, of course, he picks him up against the rival promoter's son. I mean, how good is that? Now, you know, once again, you're
1: green. You just go along with whatever somebody tells you, but you know, looking back in hindsight, I'm thinking... Uh, let's see. Jerry Lawler's in the WWF at the time, you know, and he's also in USWA. U.S. and his son, I'm doing this rib on the whole territory. Is this really a good business idea for me? To, not knowing, you know, I'm just, okay, yes, sir,
0: whatever you need. Because they're not booking you. Yeah. You got to listen who's booking you, right? Absolutely. Always seems like a good idea at the time. That's right. That's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, um. Tell me your chemistry uh, working with uh, Cody Hawk before you guys became the 5 Most Wanted.
1: What uh, became 5 Most Wanted? That move I do. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a, an opening introductory with uh, working with Cody in, uh, in the middle of a match, you know, calling a few things. And, and I'm like, hey, take that move I do. And, thinking, what move you do? I don't remember them having, like, a gimmick name for it. It's not really marketed from events, so uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was a
4: slingshot suplex, yes. Hey, oh, no. oh, no, Jackson Breeze. He tried to put my hand on his... Yeah, we never really wrestled yeah, never too much done. against each other. I think we might have only had one singles match against each other, and, and that would have been out there in uh, Batavia. Uh, but... We may have been in a tag or two Against each other I, I probably spent more time as a referee In your matches than I did actually As a partner, I mean as an opponent You know but uh, in, in 2005, he showed up at, at my school with uh, a cat named Josh Rafferty and, uh, you know, he's of uh, UFC fame, uh, he was on the first uh, season of Ultimate Fighter, and he showed up with Josh and said, hey, you know, Josh wants to learn how to be a pro wrestler and he's willing to trade us MMA training for pro wrestling training. So I was like, sure, so we started hanging out and, uh, and wrestling and, and learning a little MMA and... Josh was like, you've got to come out with me and Sean. We go out every week. On Wednesday night, you got to go out with me and Sean. And uh, for for two months, I, I shed them. Nah, 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 Because I had training every Wednesday night. Finally, just one Wednesday night, I was like, oh, hell with it. I'll go. Took a whore bath in the sink and got all ready to go. Rolled out. We went somewhere. We we went to some hibachi place you know the volcano the whole thing and and uh, you know we took a picture outside and, and we ended up going to a club and we bypassed 150 people that were in line and Sean and Josh just handshaking with everybody going in I'm like Man, I'm handshake with everybody too like, <laughs> play the part you know right on in we go by the line we go up we're in VIP areas we're out overlooking everything everybody's walking up buying drinks I'm like hey, how about Josh I'm like for real man is, is this he's like yeah man it's every Wednesday night and I'm like what the, really uh, you know and and uh, you know then it was that when the bar closed down then it was an after party uh, you know at, at a hotel or not a hotel a, a condo and, and it was just wow like I'm like holy crap this is amazing uh, I'll see you guys next Wednesday you know and then just started becoming our thing we started going out every week and uh, you know and I, that original picture I, you know he he called it the Five Most Wanted, and you know, then we started. Hey, we should just we should just do this on TV because he's wrestling, I'm wrestling, Josh now is wrestling, and uh, you know, uh, Samantha was always coming to the ring with him, and uh, same with Michelle, and so it was just like it, it worked, it made sense, and uh, it. it <laughs> We did some really awesome things as as that uh, during HWA TV. Like we did some some vignettes that were just amazing. Uh, And Sean got Sean's fragile, and he gets hurt a lot. So (laughs) I know John likes to carry him a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So well, back before John was back around again, and it was was me and him. Like he was he'd get hurt, and I'd have to pull the. I got to work harder now because Sean's hurt. Um, he knows exactly what he's doing by the way. I know. I know. I, know. I used to do that
0: shit a lot too, I you know, didn't notice. I know. I'm Robert Gibson, he's Ricky Moore. A little short <laughs> You're a short arm. We're going have him the
4: tag
0: rope, right? <laughs> oh,
4: dang, homos. Homos. <laughs> yeah. But no, it just, it worked, and over the years it's evolved, and, uh, you know, he, he works different places than me, and there's we've met different people along the way, and there's different little groups of five most wanted here and there, and, uh, you know, sometimes we all get to be together, sometimes we don't. Sometimes I, we don't see each other for a year, but... Uh, Whenever, whenever you get four or five of us around we're definitely throwing it up so who came up with the throw it up throw it down
1: <laughs> that was yeah that was that uh, I, uh, <laughs> I like to pride myself on thinking like catchphrases I, I, you know sometimes they stumble into my brain and like, make sure you write that down so don't forget that one and uh, little logos and gimmicky things uh we had some fun with some different things and the ideas of vignettes and all these different things and uh, um, the way we've organized everybody together uh, with the different uh, people that have been in five most one over the years uh, we've had uh, different chapters in different states and different cities uh, but the the solid five that we represent as the ones uh, for around the world, uh, really accent each other, uh, and they each one brings something to the table. Um, for what they do, they pull their own weight, which makes it just something special. And uh, uh, it's uh, you know we all come together to make one uh, Megatron, right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> a big transformer. Yeah.
0: And a lot of these ideas, man, usually happen in the car riding into the town. At least it always did when I was involved. I'm sure that hasn't changed either. You know, you're in a car a long time. There's only so much you can talk about. There's only so many ways you can break down the Cincinnati Reds or the Bengals. That's how people crafted their gimmicks back then. And that's a lost art in these days, man. And these guys are still old school enough to know that that's what it takes, you know?
2: That's pretty good ass. Let's talk to the youngest member of the 5 hole Sonic, pretty little cycle, Shauna Reed.
0: <laughs> so, hey, so would you? you so,
5: going well, I talk to me
0: Well,
2: I can talk to Sean and get you.
3: So I said young.
5: Opposite. Just because <laughs> you do like you're off the walking dead anymore. I'm a whisperer. He looks like he aged <laughs> a hundred years over the past month. There yeah. you What has the 5-month one have done to you, John? Can't you hang with the big boys?
1: Rebirth.
5: I know you're a big guy, <laughs> but you don't mean you can hang that. with
6: the
1: big boys. Damn near killed him. How many times? He gave him a heart attack in awesome. <laughs> uh, he's, got, he's got nine lives. We just don't know which one he's on. <laughs>
5: He's probably at number five. Five most wanted. Five <laughs> most wanted. Number yeah, five. five. That's probably right. down the, more than all these years on the road with all these rock and roll bands. The way I look at it, in it a few years, they'll all be new, so I can start <laughs> over again. That's
3: the whole Everybody on <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: Back to Shauna. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, Shauna and Shauna. Is that ever confusing when you guys are in the car together? Could be yes. Right, right. Cause he's always going to answer. And it's, de- right? it's
4: definitely confusing
0: for my voice text. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just call him Fred and her Apple and you'll be good, right? Easy enough. <laughs> That's right. Either way, man.
2: Either way. All right. So how'd you uh, decide to become a pro wrestler and started training and got hooked up with Cody Hawk?
6: See I was a fan when my brother forced me to play the video games when I was little. Um, and I actually started training um, with somebody who pretty much um, stole my identity and put my uh, maxed out four credit cards in my name. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, John. Oh, <laughs> you know, I wish I was smart enough to be able to pull that rib off. Right?
6: And uh, I say to this day, the only good that ever came out of that guy is my first pair of wrestling boots was free. And he mentioned Cody. So... You I your wrestling
4: boots and your credit card. What right? A <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
6: thanks. Yeah, thanks, bro. Um, <laughs> but so the second I, you know, ditched that guy, messaged him and said, do you train girls? And he's like, Yeah. I started, like, the next week, so.
5: That's
1: it. And here we are. Oh, man, your story goes so much deeper. <laughs> how deep does
2: it go? How deep <laughs> does your story yeah. go? But,
6: <laughs> I can't take out more time from Sean Casey. <laughs> that's
5: right. He's,
2: well, For Pete's sake, see was in playgirl.
5: Hey, take some playgirl. True sir, too top top, he's count. Made story. True story. True story. and everything that's went on in her personal life and professional wrestling life from the time she began to now is just ridiculous and you're just going to go with that little <laughs> <laughs> it's dig, dig that. robin that's your job buddy don't that's make me do your job <laughs> hey, this first. way
0: you can bring her back another time alone well, instead she, of than 20 ahead. minutes to
4: go she knows exactly <laughs> what
5: she's doing <laughs> super deep, deep man she's, she's done overcome so much over the last few years and everything Man, it's just ridiculous.
4: In case you guys missed it, we just got the Iggy for twenty minutes remaining.
0: <laughs>
5: Tighten it up, boys.
4: But nobody said to take it home yet, so we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right.
0: <laughs>
1: Let's put a hold on, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a halt That's what you say down in Memphis to all the boys. Grab a halt You're the one, too. <laughs> yeah. Grab a halt. What and What the then they, fuck is the one, 2 You're yeah, the one, two <laughs> And then, they, and then the, the, the payoffs would be so little, they would say, don't spoil the boys, so expect more. <laughs>
2: And speaking of how you were in a Playgirl as well, you were also a Chippendale dance. Wait a minute,
0: we weren't sure. talking about that. <laughs> well, speaking about, what the that sounds like a... Part that's, of that's, part that's, that's a segue oh, I really missed. A, you know what, the girl's on, on Robin's mind. Yeah, yep. That's a long story. <laughs> okay, long story. So he's talking <laughs> to the girl, and by the way, <laughs> yes, sir, Mr.
5: Playgirl mattering, I, mean, I was, I was like, enough about, about you. you. <laughs> about his Playgirl copy, <laughs> you have <laughs> zilch or do you
2: have them zilch you're to get to
5: them That's cuz they're them all sold out, out. That's man what this is about. they're all in the trumpiest he bar. has your copies that you were in playgirl and he would please love if you would autograph them for him after this podcast, well, please. Well, sure, for $10, I do that. I was going to say, hey, there you, you go, Robin, bar for, for any brand, you were afraid <laughs> to ask. It's a small article. I'll ask you. Hey, for you. there you go. $5 for the men, but you $10 for the boys. For the boys. <laughs> All right, Robin. it's a small <laughs> article
0: if you haven't seen It to be continued <laughs> on the next page. <laughs> <laughs> And the payoff's even less. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're asking
1: Shawna about how she's been going, <laughs> <laughs> around, the, been going around the world, but our UK, was just recently on Raw. Let's talk about that.
2: She was on Raw and SmackDown a lot. So what was it like, your experience on WWE TV and the back lo- rocker, locker room?
6: <laughs> uh, actually, it was uh, nerve-wracking the first few times. Like, absolutely, I was having anxiety attacks, like calling him begging him to, like, can we switch places so he can do it? Um, <laughs> grab a hold. Right, grab a hole. Um, I mean, it's awesome now. Like, I know a lot of people that I used to grow up watching on TV. Like, I have their numbers in my phone, and um, it's really cool to just walk back there, and people, like, acknowledge, like they know my name without me even saying anything. So, my first tryout match was a utter disaster, but my few afterwards have been really good and I've been getting you know they've taken me as far out as LA they've you know I've been on it a, a few times so it's been really fun
5: <laughs>
6: well two years ago it was freezing so I'll find out what it is like in June in less than a month
2: that's right you're going to be in the Grand Prix
6: yeah I'm representing the United States and in the International Grand Prix in London England
2: so how pumped are you
6: I'm super excited. There's girls there that I've been dying to wrestle, and one of them I'm going to be wrestling soon, and that's Amber Nova, and I've been really wanting to wrestle her, so I'm excited.
2: I would pay to see that. Amber Nova is pretty good.
6: Well, actually, it will be on Fight TV, so you can pay to see it.
2: <laughs> I guess I will. I guess I will
6: pay to see that. <laughs> there you go, British Empire Wrestling. I'm getting it for you.
5: Oh, another chance.
2: So the first time when you were to UK, what was your experience like wrestling over there?
6: Um, it's different, very different. Like the crowd is kind of like a Japanese crowd. It was quiet. And so me and the other two girls uh, were, were in a triple threat and we're wrestling. And one of them was a hometown girl. And the other one, she was on Lucha Underground. Um, I forget her name and me and her are like you know uh, doing stuff to this chick and we're like maybe we should go home they're really quiet and this must suck <laughs> this must suck so we you know finished the match went back in the back and the promoter's like great match that was awesome the crowd loved it and we looked at him like what <laughs> so i mean that was different some of the moves they call over there are different like a heel is an achilles so it's different but it's fun So
2: how hardcore were the UK wrestling fans? I know they're pretty hardcore over there.
6: Yeah, they, uh, like I said, they were quiet for almost every match. Um, It was so awkward. Like, you know, you go out there and I'm a heel and I'm just calling everybody out. And I'm using, I'm going to the point I'm using Donald Trump. (laughs) Like, saying, like, all this crap. I'm calling them, like, bucktoothed idiots and, like, everything. And it's cricket, cricket, cricket. Like, they're, it's like... (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, no, boomy something. I'm never going to be able to come back here, crap. <laughs> you know, it was fun. So
2: um, You're also in the history as well. What was it like seeing some of the history around uh, England?
6: Uh, you don't even want to get me started. I'm such a nerd. Um, I've always wanted to go to the Tower of London because I'm a big dark history nerd with like the story of Anne Boleyn and King Henry VIII and him chopping off his wife's head. <laughs> I spent eight hours there, just like, I didn't know if I was ever going to come back, so I'm like, I'm going in every room, I'm touching every wall, I'm doing, you know, being a nerd. And so, I get to do it again, and I'm stupid excited. Awesome.
2: The Grand Prix is really a big deal, too. That's good. Good for you. Thank you. (laughs) I hope you kick ass. Me too. (laughs) Another question I'm going to ask, too, is, is Paloma Star ever going to get that leather jacket back? (laughs) (laughs)
6: my <laughs> oh, <this one. laughs> jacket now technically what if you've been together with like your significant other for like what is it four four years you're technically married i've had that jacket for almost a year so that jacket's mine now it's common law common law <laughs> wow so.
2: everybody's been wearing it all the pictures from referees to wrestlers
6: and everybody looks dang good in it don't they Though. And I heard that you said that when she gets it back. You're going to take a picture with her and gloat me about that, Robert.
2: Yes, I am.
6: So um, I'll be expecting my pay for this interview after this.
0: Okay. Wait a second. Wait a second. We're getting paid for this?
6: I am. Oh, wait a minute. Come
0: on now. Hey.
6: I don't do my stuff for free. You
0: right? should. <laughs> and neither should you. Hey, neither should we. Is that <laughs> make <ghost> us <laughs> the <words> or What? <laughs> <laughs> Youngest kid in the room, man. The only one who knows what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. well, <laughs> say so,
4: realist in the room? No
6: gonna
2: Cody's just sitting there. He's just speechless.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> created a monster. So now, Five Most Wanted, fresh back from Vegas, Five Most Wanted always doing big things. We say big things. This, this isn't a work this is a shoot everything we do is for real and 5 Most Wanted in Vegas coming back being represented by UFC Hall of Famer and honorary 5 Most Wanted member Stefan Bonner awesome. so big big thing we got a successful uh tag team uh title victory I guess if uh you want to say they were on the line uh it was a, we had a mixed six man there with uh Jesse Bell and Shauna but uh Still representing the Vendetta Pro Tag Team Championship titles that we've had for over a year. Pro Wrestling, I won. <laughs> <laughs> Forever Vendetta Pro. <laughs> and uh, we had a, a, a nice time out there. Uh, my partner here, Cody <laughs> Hawk, got this trainer award here, uh, uh, as you saw on all the social media, uh, given to him by Eli Drake and uh, Dean Ambrose. Uh, we finished the match off with Big J here, John Murray, with a, a ECW moment where someone elbowed or hit the totally lights. Totally unplanned. And the lights go out for that ECW moment as John hooks up Shannon Ballard for the big chokeslam. Boom. <laughs>
2: So, you guys dealt with Jesse Bell, the one that goes, let's make wrestling great.
1: That's right. (laughs) True story. (laughs) She says, straight up, everybody dies.
2: (laughs) That's a wild woman. I swear to God. (laughs) I sure wouldn't want to mess with her. She's pretty wild.
1: No, she'll beat you to death. That's right. She'll beat you till her hand hurts. I, I was gonna say, so say so that. is she legit Tracy's mother's girl, or you know? I've been telling John this story. He loves me to tell this. I'm gonna tell it one more time. I asked Tracy one time. We were in a locker room somewhere in the south, I'm sure. And I said, Tracy, uh, you know, all this buzz about you know Jesse Bell being your daughter. You know, what what's the deal? Like, is it? Isn't? Is it just? Is it a gimmick? Like, he's like, man. He goes, listen, man. You know what I mean? Like, okay. So there was this one night we was down toward Tiger in Louisville, and he goes. Man, her mom looked like, Hey, man, so what was I supposed to do? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's freaking good. I said, just water. I guess it's my question's been answered.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another one of those guys that we kind of grew up around as a mentor, whether it be in Smoky Mountain Wrestling or at IWA. Tracy's mother, shout out to him somewhere. And I heard him tell a story. I don't know if you guys are baseball fans, but Sonny Gray pitches for the Cincinnati Reds now. Okay. His dad, Jesse Gray, grew up as a good friend of Tracy Smothers, and they were part of that original group, just as boys hanging out in Nashville called the Thugs. You know what the Thugs stand for, right? T is for terrible, H is for hell, U is for ugly, and G is for jail, because the Thug can't smell.
1: (laughs) I just shout out to 1995. I smart and (laughs) on that one two weeks ago. I said, have you heard the Thug story? He goes, "Uh uh-uh. I'm like, hold on.
0: Where's YouTube back. Shout out 1995. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: yeah. I'm speaking, Sean, as well, and John. You guys both worked with uh, Brian Pillman as well.
3: Well, I grew up with Brian. I didn't work with him. I, I thought up, you did. I uh, thought you did. I grew up with Brian. He was a, a couple years older than me, but he was always uh, he was always the athlete that everybody wanted to be. So he played for a different school. So I knew Brian not only from living in Norwood and right down the street, but watching him play football and being in our, our competitive school, our, uh, our rival school. So, you know, I, I grew up knowing him. so it was pretty
1: cool. Brian was that measuring stick for if you were into uh, big hair 80s and that look and you were into that, that the body guy type of thing with a bodybuilder look to him and you're just like, this is like it. If you're talking all in one, he was the, the total package. And uh, It was 1992 and he had... Uh, uh, just finished up with Calgary and had uh, uh, played football up there and then uh, got broken the business by Stu Hart and uh, was at home and he had, was looking to make some extra money his iRock Z payment I guess his mom could only make so many i was like Brian you have to come up with something so he already signed with WCW and hadn't got a check yet and uh, somebody had given me his number and said you know uh, Brian might train you uh, but I don't know what he can do so I uh, got a hold of him and uh, uh, me and the pops uh, talked to him about what can we do here he said I can't really fully train or anything like that, I'm going to tell you going in uh, I'm just waiting until they call me up for all my dates and immediately I got to go on the road but if you want to you know, get what you can then uh, we'll do it and it was really really a great beginning experience on being broken into the business because he's the first person that ever wrote me up a diet first person wrote me up a workout routine uh, We training in his mom's backyard I'm like so where's the ring? He's like we don't need no ring uh, we put out a, a little twin size mattress in it, you know, right in the mom's backyard there and I'm like, this is it, you know, and, and uh, it was interesting because I, you know, never really understood when they called Stu Hart's place a dungeon. I thought, you know, maybe it's just some rickety old place with a ring and, everything. and literally, you know, I've heard the stories. That it's just the amateur wrestling mats with like, and they said it was dirty and. Cat shit and dog shit on a floor down there. Just and then uh, Stu would just stretch these guys. Just the more they would cry and say, you know, it hurt, the more he just put yeah, it on. Hey him. let me have your arm. <laughs> give it to me, kid. I'm yeah, just, yeah, and you'd be dumb give enough to, up to give it to him because you have to show respect to him. <laughs> and uh, so it was just an interesting concept to see that. Okay, this is what Brian got broke into, so it all makes sense. It comes full circle on the train that I got from him, and uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to get enough to just get me started, but uh, from that point, there was nobody around here, so then Charlie Fulton broke off from uh, Larry Sharp with the Monster Factory in Jersey, and went back to Marion, Ohio, where he lived, so he used to drive three and a half hours each way just to get ring time at uh, Charlie Fulton's place, which became uh, Mid-America Professional Wrestling School, and uh, that was uh, the beginning ages of the uh, 1992, uh, May of 92, for uh, Live Wire Sean Casey to become... One of the boys. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good as well. And uh, Cody, you're
2: going to be uh, getting ready to wrestle a uh, another HW alumni, uh, Shark
0: Boy. Really? Yeah. Well, why is he not here tonight? Because he's Shark Boy. He's I, that's he what I'm been... He wasn't booked. Forever. Right, right. <laughs> Talk about somebody going to get paid. Yeah. She took his pay off. <laughs> you're
6: welcome. Yeah. 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 I don't need man. Right, exactly.
4: <laughs> no, yeah, we're we're booked on a we're booked on a show together. Uh, I, I, uh, what's the date on that? July. It's, it's in July, I believe. It's at Bogarts. So, yeah, me and the fish. One more time. Uh, Shark and me, like he's another one of the guys that helped train me at the beginning, and uh, rode the roads with him. And, fact, on a ton of miles traveling together and learned so much uh, psychology and stuff from him on the road. Um, then, uh, you know, just being really good friends. We used to live together, or not together, but near each other in an apartment complex. We became literally nightly drinking buddies for like about three years. Like, uh, so I've done my time with the fish and uh, we'll, uh, we'll be tearing it up again uh, here real soon for uh, LSC at
0: Bogarts. Yeah, I tell you what, not to cut you off, but Sharkboy, a big part of my upbringing as well, uh, when we started training with the HWA with Les, I was the manager, and he was the referee, and Les made it mandatory that we would have to learn just like the wrestlers did, and so obviously, it's natural that we were paired up in all the drills and spots, and Les would call a spot, and the wrestlers would, you know, attempt to duplicate it, and the early going, they were struggling a little bit, and, and me being the showman I am, and he being really excited, he'd be like, come on, man, let's go. I go, no, wait, just wait. I always wait to be last. And we'd go out there, and we'd always hit it, man, because he and I had such great chemistry. I feel like we were both naturals with timing and bump-taking, and but we just didn't possess the size, or in my case, the want-to, unless we'd just stop everything. After we was over there. That's it right there! Why is my two best workers the manager and the referee? <laughs> and so he took that as being serious, and he just kept on pushing forward. And that guy, man, has gotten as many bookings as anybody I know personally, other than the people here at this table, man. And he's the smallest, cranniest guy there was, man. That's a guy that was on, he probably got more TV time than any of us, right? I mean, for sure, easily. You know, but... Uh, but, yeah, I, I love Shark Boy, and I'm just, uh, does that mean I have to buy a ticket, or can, I, can you sneak me in the backstage? We'll probably figure out a way to get you. To, right. You make me pay double, right? Yeah. I thought so. You, you can manage me. Oh, now, now you're pushing it. don't
5: about that, you know. He'll sit out by outside the back door. He won't actually come into the building. <laughs> yeah. like well, he, everybody go you did move. that at an HWA reunion show. And, and I talked to every damn person that was there, right? Originals, and you you hung out at that back bullshitting with all the boys. And never <laughs> all right. out.
0: so you know my secret that I don't have
5: to pay for anything, right? No, you're, I heard you and Robert picking up the tab. whoa, 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 we Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> man, that's gonna be a hell of a tab. I, I know, because I came drinking. thirsty and hungry. They won't see it, but they all brought families and fans that they're treating. <laughs> on their tab, man, you're screwed, Robin.
2: Guess I'll be washing dishes.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for several days. When John ate, did you see that? He ate like four times. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, Robin. I'm
4: trying to tell you, my tab. And two fried pickles. <laughs> <laughs> so you are good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: people left said I ain't got time I gotta go I guess Robin's picking this up Bradley's Scott. yeah you've got Bradley's tab and a few others oh yeah that's
0: it's all go good man.
5: Sorry, um I my uh, surprise of fame yeah <laughs> now he's
4: all
0: discombobulated
4: <laughs>
5: no on my
2: recent I had a recent podcast with uh Rapid delivery, Roy Fox. Yeah. And um, we uh, he called you out on my podcast. He says he would love to get in the ring with you. He called out Jackson Breeze as well. Yeah, I'm not a wrestler,
1: so- Hold on, Rory, Rory already had his shot. Uh, we already, oh, we already worked with. He
2: called out Cody Hawk he said, on my he had podcast. A
5: we,
1: we, yeah, Rory. for him. We we already had business with uh, Rory and Adam Rose he's once. oh Rory, McCallus, so he's all, about Rory. Rory. Uh, all Rory. His wife sent this too.
2: He called yeah, it, and he says. Exactly. He wants to do it at Future Great Wrestling. He wants it a special spotlight on him and Cody.
1: Uh,
4: any place, I'm anywhere, 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 anytime. Wow, so he can, so can head ride, head. ride his
0: bicycle to the ring throwing uh, out newspapers? Home, Is that what he really wants?
4: Like a one-and-a-half-minute Iggy. <laughs> <laughs> take so, it home.
2: So, okay, before we go, uh, so what's your thoughts on that? Will you get in the ring with uh, Yes, I will.
4: Anytime, any place. I'm always ready to go how Five most one rolls. How Cody Hawk rolls. I'm five ready. most one run
1: from no man. Cody Hawk runs from and, no man. And Rory man. Fox,
4: come to town, boy. I'll X-lax you. Oh, 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 man, this time. What's oh, this? Me the first This your eyes. a little oh. red. <laughs> we'll have to save that for the next podcast. That's
0: called a tease in the business.
2: <laughs> hey, you heard this, Rory. Uh, Cody said, anytime, man, come down to FGW. To down. Friday nights <laughs> in Hamilton, Ohio. Tell
5: me, call me. Call me. I'll book this in a heartbeat. Cody, Rory, Fox, <laughs> rematch. Yeah, I'm in.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, losers get X-Lax. That'd be pretty cool. G-Dog. And one more question. Will there be another HWA reunion wrestling show?
4: Uh, quite possibly. Stay tuned. All right.
2: Thank you, guys.